0: Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service
1: already in progress. Man, some great word going forth. It's been awesome, and and then I cheated because I knew I was going to be gone a couple of these weeks. So I I saved our speaker till today because I knew I was going to be here. And this one's for me. This is for the white chocolate in me. Uh, y'all don't even know what's getting around. If you got any white chocolate, in if you're white in this place, you got any chocolate down on the deep side inside, you got to bring it on out. And I give I, I give our African American folks, y'all just have some church. We're just going to join in. We'll be off beat. But we're going to join in. It's going to be fun. I, we're having fun. And so I went I went and I called uh, Pastor Stacy Hilliard, who's a good friend. Uh, Pastor Stacy and his wife actually planted a church in Greenville where we were youth pastors, and I didn't even know it. I think we were already gone, apparently. But uh, they they planted a church there, and then God brought them all the way out to Oklahoma City. To be a part of the team at EVUSA at our RDC, boy, there's a lot of man, that's a lot of initials. EVUSA at RDC, uh, GMC. Now, I guess uh, you got to get them all right, all the initials. We got them all covered. What that basically means is he's serving alongside Brother Gary Bryant and Bishop Chris Thompson, trying to win folks in the United States. And Pastor Stacy has the honor and the task of of trying to help us to branch out into the african-american communities which i'm all excited about because i had decided a long time ago that white church is boring and i didn't want to just have a white church i wanted to have a multicultural church so that i hey, seriously now i'm not playing with y'all we did that on purpose and god has honored it and i am thankful that we all get to worship together and that we can enjoy the pre- this is what it ought to be like yeah uh... <clears throat> Listen now, there ain't going to be no segregation in heaven, so you might as well get used to it now, and so I just enjoy this. I I just have fun. In fact, I went to camp last week, and it was mostly white, and I was disappointed, Uh, and and so I just hung out with a couple of African-American kids that were there and had myself a good time, and I'm just telling y'all how it is. Uh, I just think it ought to be that way, and so we get to enjoy that every week. This doesn't happen everywhere. And we ought to be thankful for that. And so we are delighted. This is going to prove that, he, that it's not about being old. It's about having a, a gift and a journey through the word. And I already know what he's going to preach about. And y'all are in for a treat. And so I just encourage you to get right behind him. Y'all can be loud here, and we're going to have fun. But I want you to give a huge uh, Passion Church welcome to Pastor Stacy Hilliard as he delivers the word of the Lord this morning. Hey, you got all the time in the world. You can do an offer call, the, the Holy Ghost. It don't matter. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. It is a, a joy and a great blessing to uh, be with you. In ministry of the Word. I have thoroughly uh, enjoyed uh, the spirit of the Lord that we have sensed in this place. Uh, we do honor God who is uh, truly the head of our life. I love him. Because he came and got me. He saved me. Amen. I didn't grow up in church, and one of the things I'm most um, thankful of is that sin doesn't scare God. Uh, he just invaded my life, dragged me, kicking and screaming to His purpose. And for that, we're thankful. We bless him in his most holy name. Amen. Yes, let's give him glory. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. I was going to be some hot shot police administrator, and um, God had other plans. For that, we're thankful. We do bless the pastor of this church, the first lady. Pastor Steve, Sister Julie Ely, we bless you in Jesus' name. <laughs> bless you, sir. Bless you, ma'am. I mentioned in the uh, first service, I don't know if, if she's Pastor Julie around here or not. I just know in the African-American context, um, First Lady um, would be greater. You say First Lady in the African-American context, that'd be you up there. In Jesus' name. All the ministers of the gospel our lord jesus christ all the saints in your respective places we bless you in jesus name we love you with the love of christ let's give jesus a hand Uh, i believe there's a word from the lord Uh, i'm going to try and articulate it in a manner that would bring him glory and that would bring edification to his people so if you would just join me over in Philippians 3 and 10. We're going to move quickly to the word of God. Now, the pastor told me that I have all the time I need. So I'm going to get you all out of here before 6 <laughs> in time for dinner. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. I promise I'll have you out of here before 6. Uh, <laughs> Philippians 3 and 10. When you have it, say amen. Would you just join me? Would you please just stand with me for the reading of the word? I just, I mean, you know, the thunder lost and much to the chagrin of many in this place. But I know you were jumping and leaping and jumping and clapping and, you know, uh, the word of God is still the most powerful thing in the earth realm today. Amen. Philippians 3 and 10. And Paul has laid a foundation here. I'm going to just read this, and then I'll meet you over in St. John chapter 20. Start reading at verse 19 and come down to about verse 28. But Philippians 3 and 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. And by the way, I'm reading from the KJV. I like the way that sounds, KJV. King James. In Jesus name. St. John. Amen. Good enough for Jesus. St. John chapter 20 verses 19 through 28. Then the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And we had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. and Whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas, everybody repeat that. Repeat after me. But Thomas. But Thomas. Amen. But Thomas. Uh, One of the twelve called Didymus, which was not with them or was not with them uh, when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach into thy finger, and behold my hands, reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless but believing and thomas answered and said unto him my lord and my god father right now by the power of the holy ghost cause me help me crush me so that i may decrease that you might increase and then take my tongue and articulate your word in the way that you would articulate it in a way that it'll find its mark in the heart of each and every person under the sound of my voice and then weave it somehow into the fabric of who we are individually and collectively that when we leave this place but not your presence we will all be better for coming together use us now continually and even the more and the more the aftermath of this service in a manner that brings you glory honor and praise as you expand your kingdom in the earth realm today, if you will do it all for us, we promise you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus mighty name, amen. Amen, please be seated in the name of the Lord Jesus. I believe there are some people in this place today mm -hmm, who are on the verge of one of the greatest manifestations of the power of God in your life, in our lives, individually and collectively, that we've ever witnessed. And Thomas, everybody say, but Thomas, but Thomas. And I think Thomas um, is a great uh, type, if you will uh of what god is going to do through or in and through the end time church i really believe thomas was a very significant apostle i think thomas was if you will the end time apostle i think he was a similitude a shadow and a type of god's end time people if I had time, I would walk you through scriptures, and I don't have time, but in your private devotion, you could read Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark 3:16. If you would read, uh, start verse 16, come down to about verse 18. Um, and where you see there and uh, other place, you'll see where uh, Thomas is actually the eighth apostle. He's the eighth. He's after the order of the eighth. They're listed in order there. This is why Peter is mentioned first, and, and, and there's some significance to their order. Don't have time to go into all that today, but Thomas is the eighth. Ch- challenge me, challenge me. It's in there. Um, he's the eighth apostle. and This is why I believe he has to wait eight days to see the Lord. And Jesus surnames him Didymus. Mm-hmm. Although he did not have a twin brother, Jesus surnames him Didymus which means twin Mm -hmm. Uh, because uh, the Lord knew that he was, uh, although he didn't have a twin brother, at the appointed time he was going to raise up a twin people to Thomas, amen, and these are people who get in last, these are people I believe who are positioned for the end time last day manifestation of the power of God, I think it's significant to note that uh, when Jesus stands in Saint John 7 and he, the Bible says in the last day the great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink well uh, the last day of the feast was actually the eighth day of the celebration
2: mm-hmm. uh, the,
0: the day of Pentecost I shared in here this morning the day of Pentecost 50 days the 50th day was actually 50 days from Passover Amen. It was 50 days from Passover, um, uh, and uh, we know that Pentecost was the uh, 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 happened in the upper room, and there are a whole lot of there some Jews up in the upper room. But it's it's the 50th day. But I think more significant than it being the 50th day um, is the fact that it is the beginning of the eighth week. You have seven sevens, the feast of weeks, 49 days. And then on the 50th day, or the beginning of the eighth week, uh, you have Pentecost. Mm, some good stuff in there. Um, uh, but Thomas, because he's after the order of the eighth, he's a guy who has to wait for the manifestation of the power of God. And, uh, but I believe his, in his waiting, there is a message to people who find themselves having to wait on the Lord. Amen. One of the things that happens when you are a person who has to wait um, is you can get frustrated and uh, uh, your belief, your faith is challenged. But I came to let somebody know in this place today, I really believe, who's been waiting for a manifestation of the power of God, that the reason God has made you wait is because what he's going to show you is very significant. See, when you are a person of significance, and everybody is significant, but when God is going to do great and mighty things in your life, and when he's going to show you things that would blow the average person's mind, he will make you wait longer. And uh, you know, everybody in here knows about doubting time. Am I correct? You know, for 2,000 years, we preached about doubting Thomas, doubting Thomas. Well, uh, that's that's cool, and, and that's true, but he wasn't the only one who doubted y'all. If you mm-hmm. were to read your Bible very carefully, in Mark 3 and six, uh, Mark, uh, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 16, you will find that the Bible says that Jesus appeared unto the 11 and upbraided them, Of their hardness of heart and unbelief. So Thomas was not the only disciple that doubted, but 2000 years he's wearing the label. Mm -hmm. And we act as though he's guilty of something that the rest of the folk were not guilty of. Mm -hmm. Because not one of the disciples who followed Jesus believed in the resurrection. So if we were fair, we would have to preach about doubting Peter and doubting John and doubting James and doubting Bartholomew and doubting Matthew, doubting Thaddeus—that is, we'd have to preach about all of these doubters. But but Thomas, but because Thomas didn't get in early, he has to wear a label. Amen. That although other people were guilty of, they were not associated with it. Some two thousand years later, and I believe there are some people in this place who have been labeled and your frustration is not that you uh, are guilty of anything, or is that you're no more guilty of anything else? A whole lot of people who go to church, which you are guilty of, but because they got their deliverance first, now they're looking all crazy at you, acting like, "Honey, there's something's wrong with you." Now, but the fact of the matter is, there's a whole bunch of jacked up folk in your circle, but they just got delivered and freed quicker than you did. And people who have to wait on the Lord have to wear labels longer than folk who get delivered sooner. And we get frustrated because, oh, I had to wait 25 years to get saved. And then when I got saved, I had a bunch of church people. And I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Looking at me funny because my faith level was not where theirs is. But somebody who's been waiting, look at your neighbor and say, just give me a minute. Give me a minute. Honey, Jesus is up to something significant in my life. And I came to help somebody in here today because fact of the matter is, there's something something great about people who have to wait because usually the reason God is making you wait It's because he's going to show you something that supersedes what he's shown everybody else. In other words, the reason you're having to wait longer than the other people who got their breakthrough is because God wants to show you something deeper than they've seen. The reason you had to wait for your deliverance is because in your deliverance, God is going to show you another dimension of himself that not many people have ever experienced. Can I help you in here? You know everybody in here preached about Peter. About it. All of us have preached. That's not, 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 I mean preachers, you know, credential. You know how we preached about Peter's revelation in Matthew 16 about how Peter got the revelation and when Jesus says, well, who do men say that I the son of man am? And, you know, and Peter responds, he asks a question and, and Peter finally says, well, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And that was a great revelation. And, and we know the church was built on that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that, hallelujah. But I submit to you that the guy who had to wait had a revelation that was greater and nobody preached about it because fact is when jesus shows up in in the in in when the door was shut pete thomas looks at him and he says my lord and my God so, uh, so Thomas's revelation was greater because Peter made him the son of God but Thomas made him God uh, can, can I help somebody up in here oh honey I got to, <laughs> I got some bad news for somebody up in here let me just go on right now and mess up some theology I disagree and I'm just talking I ain't preaching right now you can fix it when I leave Pastor. Uh, I'm just talking I ain't preaching I disagree I don't believe the revelation that, that establishes the church is the revelation that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe the real revelation that establishes the church is the revelation that is that not only is he the son of God, but he is God. <laughs> <laughs> feel it in here. Oh God. Because if you don't believe he's God, then you may as well pack your stuff and roll up out of here right now. Can I tell you how I know? Because Thomas had believed he was the son of God. But Thomas did not, had not made the transition in recognizing him as God. And so when Jesus shows up, the writer is very careful to categorize Thomas. John writes, and again after eight days, the disciples being within and Thomas with them. Oh, God, can I, y'all miss that, didn't you? Again, after eight days, the disciples were within and Thomas was with them because Thomas didn't believe in the resurrection and if you don't believe in the resurrection you don't you can't be a disciple of Jesus and although Thomas had believed that he was the son of God he had not believed in the resurrection and until you make that transition then you cannot be a follower of Jesus this is why when before Peter believed Jesus said go tell my disciples and Peter because if you don't believe then you can't be mine and that ain't what I came to preach to you about that's free oh God but I do believe that there's some people in here right now who are after the similitude of Thomas. In other words, you've had to wait longer than other folk. No more guilty of anything they've been guilty of. You just had to wait longer to get your breakthrough. But I got some good news for you, honey. Jesus is coming. Some. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh God, and not only is he coming to show you uh, what they've seen, he's coming to show you a side of himself uh, that not many people ever experience. And the reason you have to wait uh, is because in in your waiting, God is really articulating your significance. See, people who are going to come into significant revelation are people who have to wait longer than everybody else. And I came to let you know that the Lord sent me here, I believe, to talk to some people who've been waiting for a while. And in your waiting, you're starting to try and figure out why hasn't the Lord delivered me? And the reason he hasn't delivered you yet. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, yet. Honey, you, honey listen, let me explain to you. Whenever I'm talking about what the Lord hasn't done, I always ended with yet. I, oh, God, I don't have my deliverance yet. I haven't gotten my breakthrough yet. I haven't, I'm not walking in my victory yet. God hasn't answered my prayer yet yet but jesus is on his way because ain't no way in the world god with all he's got going on in my spirit is not going to do something significant in my life And i just came i better stop that i feel like preaching I, I just came to tell you that when god is going to really really show off in your life like he did, Thomas. He likes to wait. Oh, God. Let, let me get on this. He likes to wait to the doors or shut. See, you got to understand, honey. The Bible says that these guys were assembled for fear of the Jews. In other words, they were not up there having a prayer meeting. The devil is a liar. They weren't up there having a prayer meeting. They were up there because they were afraid of what somebody might do to them because now everybody knew that they had been following Jesus. But Thomas, somebody say, but Thomas. Peter, James, John, Matthew, Philip, Bartholomew, Thaddeus, all them jokers were cooped up in the, up in the room somewhere because they were scared of what was going to happen. Read the Bible. They were for fear of the Jews. They weren't up there seeking the Lord. They were inside shaking in their shoes because they were afraid of what somebody might do to them on the back end of the crucifixion of Jesus. But Thomas, I like him, I like him. Because Thomas, although he didn't believe in the resurrection, he wasn't scared of what nobody was going to do to him either. Somebody up in this. Hallelujah! In other words, Thomas was not there because Thomas was not afraid of what somebody might do to him because of what they knew about his association with Jesus. I believe that God is going to raise up some people in this last move of God who's not going to be intimidated by what people have to say about your association with Jesus and even if they don't like you even if they preach bad about you they are not going to be able to deny the revelation that God has put in your spirit by the power of the Holy Ghost God to- oh. hmm. Woo! And, and by Thomas Thomas is not afraid and I believe That God in this I believe the end time church is going to be a church filled with jokers who are not afraid of a whole lot. Now you must understand, I also, now I'm just talking, I ain't preaching, I'm just talking to you. I don't believe the greatest revivalists are in church today. I don't think the greatest revivalists have come to church yet. I think the greatest revivalists are still people who don't believe in the resurrection. And that's why God had to raise up folk like us, people who had to wait. Because Thomas didn't ask to see his face. Thomas asked to see his body. See, we are waiting to see his face. But people who don't believe are waiting to see his body. And Thomas said, listen, if I see an old intact, nice, neatly packaged body, I ain't going to believe it. He said, except I see in his hands the nail prints. And except I see the wound in his side, I will not believe. And can I tell you part of the problem? We got, oh, Lord, let me help you. Now you are the body of Christ. And there's some folk out there, they don't want to believe you. They ain't going to believe you Old tired since I've been saved. Everything has been all right. And my whole life been peaches and cream. That's why we can't win them to Jesus. They want to see somebody, show me your wound. I don't preach. I don't preach out of my successes. I preach out of my wounds. I don't preach out of of my victories. I preach out of my wounds because when God pours salve in your wounds, he brings salvation out of what you've been through. The root word of salvation is salve.
2: Hallelujah.
0: And so Thomas Don't you let this vest fool you now? Don't let this vest fool because if you get the if you get the can't help it, go on and help yourself. I can roll with you. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm just trying to lay a foundation right now. But I can roll with you. Hallelujah. Now, but now Thomas. See, I believe that. See, see, there are people now, when God gets ready to take you, to transition you from crucifixion revelation to resurrection revelation, and that's a powerful transition, don't have time to go into that, but when he gets ready to transition you from crucifixion revelation, Oh uh, God, to resurrection revelation, he likes to wait until the doors have been shut. <laughs> oh, God. In other words, I believe there are some people in here who are in transition. And God is transitioning you from where you are to where you are going. And in order for him to do that, he's got to move you. Into the order of the eighth without preaching much on it. Eight is always God's number of overcoming and new beginning. And I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I believe that there's some folk in here right now who God is transitioning. Into the next season of your life God is giving you overcoming power You're about to overcome What the enemy has been messing with you with You're about to overcome What they did to you You're about to overcome What's been vexing your spirit And you're going to walk up out of here real soon Walking in the authority Of the resurrection I feel Now you must understand What the Apostle Paul said. Uh, He said, uh, Let us, uh, to the church at Corinth, I believe, let us not lay again uh, the foundation of dead work, of the foundation uh, of repentance of sin, uh, of dead works from repentance of sin, uh, but let us go on uh, to know him. And I believe there's some people in this place today. And the Lord has commissioned me to let you know that it's time for you to go on to the next level in Jesus. But the Bible said that what Jesus did was he waited after the resurrection until the doors were shut. And that's why God allowed the door to get slammed in your face. I don't know who I'm preaching to. But I came to talk to two or three folk who's had a few doors slammed in your face. I came to let you know that it ain't nothing but a setup. Somebody high five your neighbor and tell them God is setting you up for the next revelation of glory and authority and power up in your life. I'm trying not to preach in here, but I feel God pushing me here. And he told me to tell somebody that Jesus is coming. He's coming to your setback. He's coming to your letdown. He's coming to your mishap. And if you do like I knew, you'd gone and praise him on credit, knowing that he who has begun a good work in you. shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hold on, man. You're pushing me. You're pushing me. Glory to God. I'm trying to lay a foundation. This brother going to make me blow a fuse in here. A fuse. In other words, God wanted me to tell somebody up in this place today that the reason the Lord allowed the door to get slammed in your face is because he wants you to experience him in the power of his resurrection. In other words, he waits when he gets ready. When you're really significant, he likes to wait till the, I'm talking about a slam dunk too, y'all, slam dunk. He waits till the door has been slammed on your happiness and slammed on your hope and slammed on your plans and slammed on your projection. And then he'll show up in the power of the resurrection can I preach like I feel it in here so when it comes I came to talk to some people who've had a few doors slammed in your face honey if you had a door slammed in your face come back next Sunday Pastor the priest to you I came to talk to some folk who had some doors slammed right in your face I came to let you know that you're about to experience the power of his resurrection and when it comes See, and the reason he let you go through it uh, is so when it comes to pass, uh, you won't be able to give the glory uh, to anybody but him. Uh, you are not going to be able to say uh, that Pookie opened the door for you, uh, Ray Ray Boo. Yeah, yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Mary, Henrietta, uh, uh, James, and Joe, Fred. You're not going to be able to say that none of these folk opened the door for you. That's why God let them let you down. That's why he let them slam the door in your face. So when it comes to pass, you're going to have to testify. And if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I would. God Mm, and because Thomas is significant uh, Jesus makes him wait and when you're significant you're stuck because Thomas is stuck at the cross and Jesus has moved on to the resurrection and I believe there's some people in here and you've been stuck at the place that God ordained your crucifixion. See, everybody wants it like Paul. I want to know him. And the power of his resurrection And the fellowship of his suffering But I got some bad news for you honey You can't have a resurrection If you don't first have a crucifixion And I came to tell somebody God is wanting you to walk in resurrection power But you can't have Easter Sunday Without Good Friday I came to tell somebody up in here I don't know who I'm preaching to But the Lord told me to tell somebody Somebody that you need to go on and celebrate your Good Friday. I don't know. That's the reason Apostle Paul says all things work together to the good for them that love him. On a call and a call according to his purpose. He didn't say it would look good, he just said that it is good. I don't know who I'm preaching to in here, but if you knew like I knew, honey, you'd go home and put some pictures in your house up of everybody who lied on you and everybody who talking about you and everybody who let you down and you start blowing them kisses about if it was not for you I wouldn't be this anointed if it was not for you I wouldn't have this much authority if it was not for you I wouldn't know God like this somebody up in this place give your neighbor a high five I don't know who a am to in here but the Lord told me to tell somebody that he's ready to make your enemy your footstool i'm gonna preach to your sisters y'all brothers give me a minute let me t- time out brothers time out let me preach to your sisters you sisters know how it is when you're trying to get some sugar out the top of the cabinet and you can't reach it mm-hmm. and husband isn't around. You grab a footstool and you pull it over there in front of the, the the little counter and you stand on top of it and now you can reach what you couldn't reach before. And I came to tell you, see, God don't prepare a table for you in the presence of your friends. When God gets ready for you to eat another diet, he throws an enemy down in front of you. Hallelujah, Jesus. He throws an enemy right down in front of you he said now it's up to you to discern what I'm doing because if you stumble over it then it's a stumbling block but if you put it under your feet then it's a stepping stone somebody up in this place give your neighbor high five I don't know who I'm preaching to but the Lord told me to tell somebody that the light they told on you ain't nothing but a footstool that gets you to the next level of glory and in his life, what happened to you is your footstool. Somebody up in this place. In other words, look at somebody and say, Fred ain't a stumbling block. Fred is a stepping stone. What they did to you ain't a stumbling block. It's a stepping stone. Lie on me, stepping stone. Talk about me, stepping stone. Scandalize my name, Gap in stone. Devil, you better stop this mess. You keep this up, and I'm gonna be on the mountaintop. folk in here stuck and the Lord sent me down here to tell you that the reason you're stuck is because you're significant and I believe I'm under orders from the Holy Ghost to unstick you God is ready to do something in your life that's going to blow your mind but you're stuck in an event that has nothing to do with everything else. Thomas is stuck. And there's some folk in here stuck in what happened to you. Oh, I know you come in the church, but you're stuck. Stuck in what they did to you. they said about you on the usher board stuck preaching the gospel stuck but the lord wanted me to tell you that the reason you're stuck is because he's gonna show you something that's going to blow your mind. And Thomas says, I ain't believe it. Stop! And Jesus shows up, wrong side of the door. I don't know who, man, God's going to give somebody up in here a wrong side of the door breakthrough. I mean, just wrong side of the door you got to understand when you're walking in in resurrection power the rules that govern how you do business on the other side don't apply over here honey it doesn't matter if the door is shut it doesn't matter who believes when you're walking in in resurrection power just because the door is slammed that doesn't stop God from moving on your behalf God's sitting there to tell somebody you don't need a door all you need to do is make a move so Jesus shows up and Thomas makes a move (laughs) somebody help me preach to your neighbor tell your neighbor it's time to make a move You've been stuck long enough. You've been stuck in your spirit, stuck in your soul, stuck in your heart, and stuck in your head. It's just time to make a move. When, when God gets ready to raise you up, he just wants you to make a move, honey. You got to do like my grandmama used to say. Go on with your bad self. That's what the apostle Paul said. He said, let us go on to perfection. You got to get up one morning and make up your mind. Oh, I know they don't like me, but I'm about to go on. I, I know you don't approve of me, but I'm not to go on. I know you don't believe in me but I'm about to go on somebody up in here if you ever learn how to go on hallelujah and so Jesus I'm about to make a move and so Jesus Lord help with Jesus let me hurry up Jesus shows up Thomas is with them. And I love what Jesus says. He said, Put your finger into my hand and thrust your hand into my side. Be not faithless, but believe. Oh, Lord. And Jesus causes Thomas to believe in what he needed to believe in because of Jesus' attitude about what he had been through. I like what Jesus didn't say. He did not say ease up in up to what i've been hurt with he didn't say no but now i'm gonna let you touch it but now i want you to i want you to be real easy with it no 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 read your bible jesus said Thrust your hand into my side and be not faithless but believe. Because I want you to understand you're gonna have to play with my wounds. When you're walking in resurrection power, this is when you come to church and people looking at you strange, like they think you don't have problems. No, honey, I've had more problems than you can shake a stick at. I've just learned how to rise up in the power of God. I feel like preaching in here, Uh, somebody give your neighbor a high five uh, and tell them I'm getting ready to walk uh, in the resurrection uh, power of God. And so when Jesus shows up, he said, Press your hand into my side. You don't hear me talking about what Pilate did to me. You don't hear me talking about my pain. My whole conversation is about my purpose and about my promise. You don't have to spell what I've been through. Put your hand into it because I still have the wounds, but the wounds don't I still got the past, but the past don't have me. I still got the pain, but the pain doesn't have me. I've been through the problem, but the problem doesn't have me. I got my hand on what used to have his hand on me. I got a grip on what used to have a grip on me. I'm on top of what used to be all over me by the power of the resurrection. I'm wounded, but it doesn't hurt anymore. It happened, but it doesn't hurt anymore. Been beat up, but I'm back. some issues but here i am again and nothing that i've been through bothers me now when you're walking in resurrection power you get up one morning and they say mm, it don't matter now somebody up in this place give your neighbor high five somebody's gonna walk out of here with well, it don't matter now power Till Easter, and God's ready to pull off a resurrection Sunday. I won't mind the day, baby. Right now, I won't mind. Right now, I ain't got time to wait till next Easter. I'm telling you that God is ready for you to walk in the authority and power of the resurrection that's why he allowed you to be crucified so he could resurrect your hope resurrect your plans resurrect your anointing and raise your purpose from the dead that's why you had to go through what you went through He wanted you to know him in the power of his resurrection. But before you can do that, you got to fellowship with him in his sufferings. And I believe there are some folk in here right now that God has positioned to walk in a brand new season After the order of the eighth. A season in which you overcome the stuff that the enemy thought he buried you with. Can I help you? You didn't get buried. The devil throwing all that mess at you. He thought he buried you. Honey, you didn't get buried. You got planted. That's why you've been crying right along through in here lately. You just watering your plant. Who am I? I believe there are some folk in here today. I'm quitting. Lord I believe that sent me down here to tell you that the event that you've been stuck at the event that you've been stuck in was ordained of God to prepare you to propel you into divine destiny and today It's the first day. Not because Stacy Hill gets here. Not because. Not. Not because any of that. Can I tell you? Let me. Let me. Let, me let you know a little secret. Let me tell you something. There ain't but one hero. And his name is Jesus. There ain't but one hero. But I'm telling you, there are some people here today, and God is ready to release you. Into the rest of your life, and you're gonna wake up and realize mm, that don't hurt anymore. See, that's when you know you're an overcomer. When you can hang out with people, ain't you? Ain't you tired of being around saints that you got to be so careful around? Because you know you can't say but so much. Because if you say the wrong thing and hit the wrong wound, they're going to be depressed for two weeks. But see, when you walk in resurrection power. You be you roll up and hold your put her right there, Doc. Put her right there. Put her right there. Hallelujah. I refuse to let anything bind me up when he already got up to set me free. Put her right there. Put her right there. Put her right there. Because what happened to me can no longer hold me. I won't. I'm through. Just quitting anyway. Quitting. I'm just quitting. I'm trying to get out of here. The sun rose and stood right above right up over you your storm is passing and let me tell you something hear me good now you can believe in it this time because your struggle it's like it's, like it's, it's gone and it's come again and then it's gone away and it's come again and it's almost like you believe for a while like you're coming out but then it happens again to the point where it gets like you can't even buy into the good times because you're waiting for the bad time to come back the lord told me to tell you honey you've gone through your last struggle and you getting ready to walk in resurrection power somebody clap your hands up in here Woo! i better quit right now you feel me amen amen L- listen to me listen to me listen to me I want the prayer team to come. I'm just quitting, Pastor. Let's get the prayer team. People of God, I believe it's somebody's Resurrection Sunday. God is ready for you to walk in the power of that. You know what that means. You You know what resurrection is, don't you? That's when you rise up out of what you've been in. And if you're in this place, I want everybody standing to your feet. Thank you, Pastor, for letting me be with you. I believe there are some people in this place who can sense in your heart that you are now ready to walk in overcoming power. And what happened to you? What's been handling you, what happened to you, can no longer hold you. And you're going to stop wearing your wounds like wounds. You're going to start wearing them like badges. And God's going to use them to get glory out of your life. What you've been crying about, God's going to use to cause somebody to, to believe in who he is. And if you're in this place, I just want to pray for you. This prayer team, we want to pray for you. And hear me good. Let me just challenge you. You don't have time to worry about what anybody in this church thinks. You got to make a decision that it's my time. It's my hour. It's my moment. It's my minute. It's my, listen to me. Let me tell you something about an opportunity. The opportunity of a lifetime is only good for the lifetime of the opportunity. Let me say that again. The opportunity of a lifetime is only good for the lifetime of the opportunity. When God speaks, when God gives you an opportunity, you got to move right then. Because the moment he speaks, the window starts to close. And if you miss the window of opportunity, you miss it. Amen? So, listen, if you're in this place, And you can sense God speaking to you. You know God is dealing with your heart and you're ready to walk in this next season. You're ready to walk in overcoming power. Doesn't matter what's happened to you. Doesn't matter what you've been through. I'm just telling you that right now the Lord is ready for you to walk in the rest of your life by the power of the Holy Ghost. He's ordained this to be the first day of the rest of somebody's life, not everybody. If that's you, I don't know how y'all do it here, Pastor. Amen. But if that's you. I want you to get out of your seat, make your way down to this altar, get out in this aisle, don't worry about what anybody else is saying, hallelujah, and we're going to pray for you and believe God with you, in Jesus' mighty name, on the count of three, one, two, three, let's go, move, in Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise team, I just want to pray from right here believe God with you and I want y'all, our prayer team, amen, to make your way to just lay hands on these and we're going to release you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give God praise as the praise team make their, makes their way to the, to the podium or to the, to the platform. In Jesus' name, amen. pray that you would honor your word that has gone forth in this place on today. As we do the natural, we ask that you would do the supernatural. We pray that you would work that work in the heart of each and every here and believer gathered in this place today, and that you would by the power of the anointing propel us into that next season of our lives. We come against each and every event that has hindered your people from moving into that next season that leads us into divine destiny. God, right now, by the power of the Holy Ghost, we thwart each and every plan. We thwart each and every thought. We thwart each and every uh, uh, attack of the enemy. We release everyone in this place now to enter into that place that you've ordained us to go. God, we speak the manifestation of your overcoming power in each and every life under the sound of my voice. We command these, your people, To walk in that new season. For we have determined uh, according to revelation given from on high. That your number eight is that number of overcoming. And that number of new beginning. And we declare and decree over this house and over this people. That we shall leave this place walking in total victory. Walking in overcoming power. Walking in that brand new season. That leads us into that place. That you have for us to go individually and collectively God we declare and decree right now that each and every wound that have hindered us shall now be turned and that shall authorize us to cause people who don't believe in the resurrection power that comes from you in all you've made available to us and through us by the power of your resurrection do it for us and we'll be so careful to give you all the glory all the honor and all all the praise in Jesus mighty name. Amen. And, and all amen. I am Hallelujah. Yours.
1: All I am is yours. Come on, just worship him. Father, what I hear in my spirit is this maybe this is just for me but Father I hear this welling up inside of me I'm sick of stuck I'm sick of stuck God you called the individuals under the sound of my voice and you've called us corporately to do great things mighty things for your kingdom We refuse to be stuck one more day, one moment longer, one minute longer, one second longer. There's too much to do on the other side of what we've been through to stay where we are. So, Father, I come against every situation, whether it be divorce or sickness or death or pain or heartache, any of those things that we have allowed to stick us in one place. I pray that right now we would walk out of this house in freedom the resurrection power of Jesus would be flowing through us and you would would catapult us to our destiny because we moved beyond what happened to us and we became who you've called us to be. And so, Father, this morning I just seal this word in my folks. I pray that this would be one of those moments in the history of this body that we remember for a long time to come. And we would begin to go on stuck duty where we watch our brothers and sisters and when we see them begin to falter and to fall and get stuck, we'll just walk up to them and say, you're stuck and it's time to move. And Father, I pray that we would lift one another up to the place where we can release one another in power and authority. We would see great things accomplished by what has been spoken into our lives and into our church today. And Father, we praise you for what you're going to accomplish what you're doing in our lives I just pray you'd let us see a bunch of people on the move on the move to greater things greater days, greater moments Father we'll praise you for that, we'll give you glory for it in Jesus name come on touch your neighbor say it's time for you to get unstuck unstuck I'm going to release you like this, if you're visiting with us for the first time Please take that little communication card in the bulletin and fill it out and give it to one of our ushers and greeters in the back. They've got fresh snickerdoodle cookies for you. Our ushers are going to be at the door with the offering buckets. I encourage you not to miss. When, when you've heard a word, you need to respond faithfully in giving. I just encourage you on your way out to give your morning tithes and offering. But I don't want to break this. I just want you to continue to bask and see, hear what God is saying to you. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you with the power to move on. I bless you with the authority to go above and beyond anything that you've gone through. I bless you to have resurrection power that bleeds over onto somebody else this week. Father, we'll bless you for that. We'll give you praise for it in Jesus' name. I release you. I encourage you to read your bulletin carefully. A lot of good stuff going on. A lot of busy things happening. God bless you. Thank you for being a passion today.